Wow, meat and chocolate's a weird combination. Welcome all. Welcome one. Welcome two or three or however many of you like to watch this show. Or if you're infested with demons, who knows how many of you there are. (laughs) Or if you have multiple personalities. Multiple personalities, whatever, Legion, whatever. Welcome to Beyond the Basement, the complete Breakdown Breakdown Podcast. Podcast. where, Where we break stuff down. Yeah, we're like um, stomach acid, you know? Yeah. We're like metabolism. All right, I'm Eric. We're up and down. Over here we have... Rachel. And over here... I'm excited to get into this episode. My name is Peter, and we poured ourselves some mead. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, I just had a chocolate. Some homemade mead. And uh, And then I drank this immediately. It wasn't bad. I just was not normal. Yeah, we wanted to get into the Viking... Spirit, literally. Spirit. By drinking some spirit. By drinking spirits. Wow. Wow. It's actually really good. Okay, so we're doing Vinland Saga. I think many of you know, you've already heard slash seen, that we are trying to select something that we want to do in between Attack on Titan seasons. We obviously have done some Demon Slayer before. We're we're partial to that. Vinland Saga has been highly voted for. So we're going to do at least the first few episodes here. I would like to get through personally. Yeah, yes, about five or so, I think is probably good. Because. So they say that that's kind of where the show picks up, which I feel like that's kind of the case for a lot of anime. It's been a little slow so far. It's like a slow start. Yeah, they're really know? they're setting out the stage. They're kind of getting everything ready. Maybe you got like floor tickets, so you got in when like the doors open, and you're kind of there, and they're like setting everything up. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I got my seat, but uh, when's the show gonna start now? Eh? But you were to tell us about the characters. The You're like an Irish Mickey Mouse, apparently. <laughs> an Irish Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that sounded like to me. Oh, it's not fire. <laughs> oh, Minnie, I'll tell you about the story. My throat's so dry. See? Perfect. Um, yeah, it's a saga. You're right. You're right, you guys. It's a saga. And yeah, we're going to be trucking through the saga, trying to open up some chapters. We're getting other characters right now. We got Thor's. We just found out his 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 battle name is Thor's the Troll, which is pretty pretty good. <laughs> sounds sounds like something so that savage. I would like to call myself, actually. Eric Thor's the Troll. troll. Uh, and he's being summoned to war with his good friend Floki in this he's episode. He's being extorted to war. He's being voluntold, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's like, you will go to war or we will burn your village to the ground. Yeah, we know about um, Thorfinn, about how he's kind of, you know, he's a young kid. We didn't know he was only six. He's six years old, breaking arms and uh, breaking breaking hearts, really. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. They don't have a love interest yet, but I can feel it coming. Yeah, so we're getting kind of the the layout of the episode. You've got to set the stage in order for any action to really mean anything. Yes. So I'm excited about that. We are getting into it. And this is episode two, also known as... Sword. Sword. That was my sword Sword. sound effect. Okay, so... Oh, the episode opens with a fish... Swordfish. A swordfish, except it's not a swordfish. It was a trout, but whatever. It was, but I think they're trying to tell us something. <laughs> Finland Saga, that's what you said. Yeah, fin- I said Finland Saga. Yeah. I, of course, as soon as I saw the, the trout and there was like a foot that into the water, I was like, it's a titan! But it's not. It's not Run a titan. the ocean. I just miss Attack on Titan. Yeah, but. I know. I'm really sad about that. Okay, well, why don't we get through this episode as best we can, chronologically. Uh, so this, this episode opens up with the fish, of course. Indeed. Um, and the water. And so this Vikings opening scene... Vikings bathe on Saturdays, apparently. They, they did this... Yeah, apparently they <laughs> Vikings bathe on Saturdays. It's good to bathe at least once a <laughs> on week. Wednesday, In their on, pants. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so this episode does... Mirrors the first one in a few different ways. And I'm wondering if this is like... 
how all the episodes are going to go, if this is like a format for the show, or if this is simply a format for how they're going to introduce the show. So the basic like framework of the episode is the same. They show you uh, warfare or some kind of battle that is taking place elsewhere and is not in the current time frame. North the, Umbria. Yeah, that's where this battle is taking place. And then each episode really only gives you one major plot point so far, right? First episode is Thor's, like you said, gives you like the, the, the setting and like the family and the village, and then you have Hafton or whatever who shows up. And the second episode, you get same thing or the same spot, and the really only like the major thing that happens is what's the name? Floki? Floki. Floki shows up. He says you're coming to war with us on behalf of the, of Denmark. I think is the idea. Just the English attacked them or something like that. Yeah the um, the, Eng- the English attacked the Danes that were there in Northumbria. Yes, and so the king wants to go back to it's a perfect excuse they say for him yes. to go back to war and get revenge yes and so then the rest of the episode is really just all based on that one major point point. and so i'm not sure if this is how they're all going to be but i actually sort of like that because you get to have like one major movement in the story and the rest of the story the rest of the episode revolves around that one major movement it's kind of the fallout yeah, yeah because anyway so we'll get into it. all right so this first scene is setting us up with like context that we don't really know still why actually even at the end of the episode this this beginning point doesn't like particularly make a ton of sense it does but it doesn't at any rate so vikings based on saturdays this is the english knew this i don't know who's narrating here i can't really tell are we supposed to know i don't know that we are i was curious where north umbria was i was pretty sure i knew it's north england but it's scotland Mm -hmm. oh yeah scotland that's the region. They call it yeah. Northern England because it wasn't officially Scotland yet. Mm-hmm. The problem with Scotland yeah. is it's full of Scots. Southeast <laughs> Scotland specifically, yeah. Okay, so they show up and they attack these dudes um, while they're bathing. And apparently the whole clan, it's not just the men, it's like the women and the children, like everybody bathes on Saturdays. Weird tradition. I like to bathe not on the same day or space as everyone, as everyone else. else I know. But, you, you know, know, we don't live living. in villati- village? village times became villatage whatever <laughs> it's villatageous we don't live in middle east middle age village times so things are different for us we have indoor plumbing and yeah we don't get raided that. by marauders yeah i haven't been time. raided going to the bathroom mm-hmm. well, you have kids it probably happens yeah it happens yeah. pretty usually pretty on saturdays, saturdays yeah. yeah it's the day so okay so these guys get raided they're obviously unprepared this is very real so a lot of this you know is taking place in real places are using real names real characters that type of thing and even this attack feels very authentic to me because this is exactly the kind of thing that you would do in order to secure yourself an advantage in, in some kind of battle and it's certainly the kind of thing the english would go on to be famous for is like really brutal tactics basically right like they had this like way of thinking about war going to war that was very intense and very mm-hmm. like dominant and so this seems very realistic and so yeah they run in there they mow these guys down and then, uh, and then it transitions. Like they basically, basically looks like they get totally killed, right? Nobody, there's no survivors. They just get slaughtered. And so they burn the whole little Viking village. Yeah, and they say we have orders to kill them all from the king. From the king. Okay. So this obviously looks like the beginnings of war. And then, <laughs> then we get the the transition to we're back to what's the name of their village? Or do we know? Remember, it's on. Um, it's at Iceland. the edge of the world. That's yeah. all we know for yeah. sure. Yeah. So very far north, and I guess they do reveal a couple things this episode that we didn't get before. But at any rate, what's okay? So they they 
they we get back to the village and we're back with Leif and he's getting his boat ready. Well, mm-hmm. first they um they transition from like the the battle, the real life fighting to like the little kids fighting. Oh, that's right. right. I forgot about it's that. Like a good you know film transition here. The, yeah. the, the men are fighting and then the boys are fighting and they're getting ready to fight and go fight at war. And apparently Thorfinn is not the best warrior at the beginning. Thorfinn gets gets hit. And he goes down, which, you know, he's there, he's dead, there's another kid that's dead, and they're kind of, the battlefield moves, and they're laying there, and they're like, ugh. And one kid is just kind of like gazing at the clouds, and he's just enjoying being dead. <laughs> I think he gets killed so he can lay down. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Thorfinn's like, you always die first. Yeah. And, and he's and, like, I know. But Thorfinn's lamenting it. He doesn't want to die. He wants to be part of the battle. He wants to be a strong warrior. And they talk about Valhalla, right? They talk about heaven. They talk about paradise. Mm-hmm. They talk about the future lands where people go after you die, if... They say, if you're a strong warrior. So the one kid says, you know, I heard in Valhalla they have endless meat and you can just eat forever, yeah, you have right? Meat, meat every day. So he's clearly related to Sasha from Attack on Titan. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, uh, but, but he says, yeah, but in order to go to Valhalla, you, not just anybody goes to Valhalla, you have to actually go if you're a strong warrior. And so this kind of changes the philosophy because the one kid, he dies immediately because he's like, hey, I just want to die go and go get the meat. meat all day yeah, and yeah. I have to work. And Thorfinn is mad that he's getting killed, right? He doesn't want to go down so easily. He wants to be a strong warrior. And uh, well, yeah, the thing that he wonders is whether or not his his mother and his sister are going to get there. Yeah, that's the only requirement for Valhalla, right? Yeah, but I but here's the thing: is I don't really don't know anything about like you know Norse religion stuff, pagan religions of of Northern Europe, and so I actually don't understand Valhalla. I've always I've always heard about it. Yeah, I've always heard. Yeah, if you're a great warrior, you might get in. That's that's the gist of it. Yeah. But that's a legitimate question. What about the women? What about the women and children who die? Like, how's <laughs> they have any method? Is like I don't know what they're what what I they think, call for. I think, I think they're in like some version glory. of purgatory. Yeah, I think living with honor and glory is kind of like the whole thing, like how to you know make it into Valhalla for for the women and children. But I actually don't know. We should we'll research that. Okay, but I the, feel like I need to go find a book on like Viking culture and the world around. Yeah, you know, eleven hundred or whenever this is taking place. Like, if you really want to get into it, you'd actually you would kill somebody and take the book. Oh yes, yes. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll wait till they're taking a shower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll read their house, <laughs> take their book, ask Odin. Take exactly. the book. <laughs> so, um, this is when we see Leaf Leaf Erickson come back into the frame, and he, he's yeah. he's no- noting that uh, Thorfinn is dead. He's rubbing it in, he goes, "Hey, you shouldn't die here in the snow. Otherwise, you're going to get frostbitten." You <laughs> yeah, know? He's like, "You're going to catch a cold dying in the snow." And I was like, "That's kind of a funny way to say things." So Thorfinn falls. You can't catch a cold. <laughs> falls like a dead dead men catch no, no colds. Cold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. That's for like reading my mind. Yeah. Sure words. <laughs> As we're like dying of allergies over here. Yeah. <laughs> dead men catch no cold. Um, I was thinking about that. I was like, can you get sick while you're having like crazy allergy attacks? Yes, I have. Your body's just like, I, I got nothing up. left. Yeah. <laughs> I give up. I'm broken. Do you guys ever think about that? Like, you know, like the signs, you know, okay, you're too hot. You start sweating and mm-hmm. you, you know, whatever. Right. Well, like when you're dehydrated, you know, you don't have enough hydration. Yeah. You know, your body does what you it, vomit you, and you, you have you diarrhea. You expel all the water that you have left. Your body's like, Hey, I need some more. You smart. I'm not going to get it. F you. And just ejects just, out of both yeah, ends what's left. Like, pretty much. What yeah. a dick move by your body. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't get what I want. So I'm just going to get rid of all the precious stuff that I have. Left. It's just a terrible move. Okay. Sorry anyway, for that rabbit trail, guys. Getting back to, uh, getting back to dead men catch no colds. Um, they, the boys are excited because Leaf, Leaf is going. Leaf's an explorer. He's a traveler. Okay. And mm-hmm. this is what 
something that young boys love to do. They love the adventure. They love the traveling. They want to see what's going on. And so they're yeah. following Leif. And he goes and he's packing up his ship. And he asks him where he's going. Leif says he wants to visit... Um, Norway. Norway. He's going to trade. Yeah. Trade spices and something else for wine. Spices and furs. Furs for wine. Yeah. He's got some good wine in Norway. And there's not a lot of wine where they're at. There's just mead. Skull. Another. Another. Um, and so... Uh, so he's going to go trade. Why does he want to get wine? He wants to get wine because he's going to celebrate. Um, it sounds like he's trying to have communion. He's going to have communion. Yeah. He, he says he, he wants to celebrate the birth. Or the, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know if he says birth, but he says, he says something about his Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever. I think he, he just says, I want to celebrate my Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I he wants to do the sign of the cross. And I, then he, he goes like this, which yeah. makes me think the resurrection probably. But Well, he's trying to do whatever it is. He's trying to take communion. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, because that's yeah. that's the traditional. It's the so, Lord's Supper. So this part of history, European history, I do know a thing or two about church history. <laughs> that I can actually speak to, which is that yeah, like this is uh this is essentially true that for nearly a thousand years there was really technically only one Christian denomination. I guess you could you could argue there's there's two, but it was like the, the Catholic Church, right? Mm-hmm. The Holy Roman Catholic Church is the idea, and that like to be a Christian meant you were a part of. The Catholic Church. The reason I say is technically one, but technically two, is because you did have the East-West split in the Roman Empire, and then subsequently have an East-West split within the Church. Though they claim to have been all part of the same, you know, Catholic Church, they definitely had some fairly serious like splits, and in particular, it was just a geographic one, and they ended up having two sets of leadership and so on. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's a tangent. A whole other thing. So whether he's getting wine for just just communion for the lord's supper or for the birth of christ or the resurrection or whatever holy day it was leaf is actually a christian this is historic yeah uh leaf erickson actually when he came to america yeah he helped to build one of the first churches Mm -hmm. does it say how he got converted i don't his no he converted his mother uh uh, the king of norway i think question mark one of the kings that he met in his travels converted him and then he converted his mom and then he converted a bunch of other people yeah he brought so he's the leaf erickson was the one of the first he was basically a missionary yeah to to america which is the vinland saga which is very interesting i didn't think they were going to mention that because that doesn't seem very vikingy and very cool but that's actually historically how it went so i'm curious to see if that plays a part in anything later on yeah i'm actually interested to the yeah. This I just was I wasn't expecting an anime that played so uh, strongly off of like real history stuff. Mm-hmm. That, that was this. Is, so I'm still surprised by that. Maybe I shouldn't be because obviously now we're two episodes in. There's quite a bit of like real context. Mm-hmm. It's just weird because they're all speaking Japanese and it's like anime, but it's like yeah. you know Viking stuff. Anyway, I'm getting used to it. Okay, so they have this conversation. What's uh, what Thorfinn says? You know, I want to go. Or so then I'll come with you. And he's like, oh, you say then, like, you know, so casually or whatever. And, you know, of course he wants to go. Like, he's a kid. He's, you know, stuck in his little village. He wants to go do something. He wants to go have an adventure, do something mm-hmm. crazy. Um, okay, so then, what's his name? Uh, Leif says, hey, tell your father a message. He'll pass on a message for me. Yeah, we're like, why Why would he need to give his father a just message? Out of he's right there. You yeah, can the, just- I was like, you can almost see the house from the dock. Like, you know, you can just walk there. But he's like, go tell your father there's a warship. A it's... warship has come. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, is this going to happen every episode? It's like, this is like the standard fare. It's like someone else shows up on a boat who's like kind of aggressive and you have to yeah, you mentioned, sort him out. You mentioned yeah, it's probably, true. This is the second time. Uh, probably being right off the coast is probably not the safest place. It's very easy for access because you have yeah. your boats and whatnot, but it's also 
Um, Very easy for people to Easy come. for anybody else, you know? Yeah, it's kind of hard to defend waters, I think, in pre-industrial world. I mean, yeah. It's still hard to defend waters now, but at any rate. This warship doesn't just immediately destroy them, though. They no, it, it shows up. follow the Viking tradition. So, but they show um, what's they show Thorfinn running to his dad's. What what's happens right there? I can't remember. I'm like blanking on that. He, he runs in and... Uh, Thor's is trying to repair a cracked cauldron. That's he's right. training in blacksmithing. He's trying right. to learn blacksmithing, and he fails. And the, what's his problem? I'm not sure because he, he's using too much strength. He was using too much. He strength. was using too much strength. That's right. Yeah. So the pot's still leaking, and then um, Thorfinn comes up and says, "Father, a warship has come, and it's huge." Okay, is the is the blacksmithing thing? Uh, I, I'm assuming they're just building. Uh, Thor's you, character right there. Yeah, and you notice, I don't know if you guys noticed, but they I feel like they made it a point to show how many battle scars he had all over his torso. Yeah. It was quite a lot. So yeah. it's very clear that you don't, and they are all very straight lines that that kind of th- scar comes from swords. Yeah, probably. And spears and knives. Well, it comes from fighting and I think other this, people. <laughs> yeah, I think the statement they're trying to make is so... This guy is a seasoned warrior. He's a seasoned warrior, but he's... Okay, so to make another battle reference... He's not a, just uh, humongous. There's a famous famous verse in, in Isaiah that says they'll, they'll beat their swords into plowshares. It's the idea of like mm-hmm. conver- c- converting from battle to like peacetime. To from like mm-hmm. training to fight, using tools to fight, to using tools to like, you know, f- you know farm the earth and make make family and, and homes and that kind of a thing. So I feel like that's what the scene is trying to say. And I'm not sure because I just, we just haven't watching enough of the show to really get the vibe for how these people do things. I think there's a lot of symbolism happening here, but I'm imagining that that's what this statement is actually about is that, is that Thor's is your, your man who's seen war and hates it and wants to like never do it again. Mm-hmm. But that's what he's trained for. That's what he's good at. And it's hard to kind of get away from like mm-hmm. whatever your career path was, but he wants to be. He's trying to. He's trying to beat his sword into a plowshare. He's trying to become, yeah, a craftsman, not just like a warrior. Not just and a, if you remember from yeah. episode one, his dream, his longing was for a better land, a fertile soil land where he could yeah. take his family and it was there was peace and he could enjoy the farming and not have this constant battle to fight. Yeah, and that was yeah. the idea of Vinland. That's what he was hoping for, looking for his other country, this paradise. And so here he is. He's trying to convert his his sword into a plowshare. He's trying to become a blacksmith. He's trying to be a farmer. And yet, what's his problem? What's this? this what's that? He saying? can't escape his past. What's that saying like, though? Comes back to get him. No matter what, like your true colors always show, right? He's using too much strength because he's black blacksmith. Yeah, like, he's like blacksmithing too hard. You can't hide who you really <laughs> Tiger are. Tiger can't change his stripes. Yeah, he's a warrior. He's a warrior. And yeah. so no matter what he does, he has literal stripes too. He's he's using too much strength. They're like. <laughs> Thor, you're even using too much strength for blacksmithing. Like, that's a little yeah. ridiculous. Um, but he's having trouble doing this other thing that's not just absolutely smashing, right? And uh, Thorfinn bursts in, and he calls him dad, but it's in the Japanese, it's not Dosan. And so I'm not sure. Um, it's what was, What's the... I was guessing it might be the difference between an informal way of saying father and a formal way and I'm thinking he was using the formal okay, way perhaps I because there were other people in front of him if he's not calling him uh, no I give up don't quote me on this Ross Mako for sure but uh, I thought that was chief or chieftain or something like that or like uh, not general but like leader hmm, I don't know and they just translated to father maybe I'm wrong but the, but the word he was saying I was like I kind of 
think anyway, could be wrong. Well, at any rate, he comes and gets him. They they take him out to the, to see the uh, the boat. The dudes are all in there, and they're the uh, Yams Vikings. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. The Yams Vikings, and they're these guys are not just your run-of-the-mill. They even comment. They're not just like half-dance thugs that we saw last episode. Yeah. They're like kitted out. They've got matching capes. Their their axes all have the same symbol of the yeah, eye very, on them. They very are official. a military troop. Yes, uniformed. Like, this is something. These people with discipline. money. discipline. Training, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So, I'm like, ah, crap. They're about to get raided. But then you think, well, they would have already jumped aboard and, you know, or jumped up the land and done whatever. So, Thor shows up and they actually bow to him and everybody they make the comment like oh wow they're like bowing to him and yeah, it then, seems like nobody in the village knows anything at all about knows, the rest of the world well, okay, they, all know, they don't like, know anything about Thor's past they know he has some authority because they they went to him last episode with Halfdan and they know he and he has some they, they go to him when like their kids are hurt and they go to him when they're having a dispute so like he is some kind of like he seems leader like the village naturally leader. But they don't know his past. He's like this insane warrior from this crazy Viking um, raiding party. And uh, they're like, why Why is everyone bowing to him? Like, bro, he's two feet taller than everybody he's else. he's the captain of, the, of those Vikings. That's why. Of their, of, uh, something, of their, yeah. They say that later in the episode. That, that he was the captain? He was the captain of them. Oh. Yeah. The Elms Vikings? I mean, of they the Elms Vikings, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't they, that. He says that. He addresses him as such. He said... The king is calling the captain back to war. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so um, pretty serious. They wait till Thoris invites them on land before they they break come into land. Um, Rachel was saying that might be a... Uh, That's a Viking superstition. Um, if you come on a boat, you might be a spirit unless you ask for permission to come on land. And then you're proving that you're a human and you're not a spirit. It's like a weird... Huh. What about when they're just ceaselessly murdering people? Then you're you're there to kill them. <laughs> so you just go on land anyways. You might be you might be a demon then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shishi Ue, is that what it is? He said it, it translates to dad or father. It's the yeah. Anyway, Mako, yeah. tell us. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So here we have Thor's, and he comes out, and of course he's standing like two feet above everybody else. Thor's the troll, and uh, oh yeah, that's the other thing. He has a title. Yeah, we see these warriors, and they give him respect. They they bow to him, and then they wait for his invitation yeah, to come to come and surround his village. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and we see a Viking remove his helmet. We thought it was the, the first guy, like the same guy for the first episode. So I thought it was too, but it's not. It's the guy from the intro. It's the guy that they talked about. They talked about Floki, but we, I don't think we actually saw his face. Um, but he's got this real square beard and this real square hair. His head looks like a square with eyeballs. You know, and he a mouth. reminds me of Jarhead. He reminds Cube me head. of Cubehead. <laughs> he reminds me of um, what's his name? Who's the uh, Pokemon gym leader? The electric? Yeah. Oh Le- yeah. Surge. Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of his name. Uh, so he's he's later on in like the game. It's like a little it takes it takes a little while to get there. Yeah, wasn't it Surge something? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lieutenant General Command, something like that. Yeah, he's like an old. Yeah, he Lieutenant very- Surge. I was. That's what it was. Okay. All right. Good. Good job, guys. Yeah. Lieutenant Surge. That's who he reminds me of. Yeah, the haircut for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs some lightning Pokemon. To but his play. name's Floki, and he's definitely one of the guys who's fought with um, alongside Thor's before. He calls yeah. him Thor's the Troll, the hero who's being summoned back to battle. Yeah. And um, they go in, and they're having this sit down. They're having their 
their ram's horn of, of mead together and they're talking and, and everyone's in the doorway, right? Everyone's like the listening kids are all there, or, yeah. or peeking in and um, as this is happening, everyone's like, oh, your dad's so cool, Thorfinn, you know, he's he's getting to talk with this cool guy. And They make a bunch of statements about him, about about Thor's and like his own son is sitting right there. They don't, it's just weird, like they don't ask him. Yeah, they're like, hey, what does your dad do? Yeah, they're like, oh, I think he was a warrior. The basically it's just rumor mill, kids' rumor mill is happening right there. And then what is Thorfinn? He asks something or he wonders something to himself. But he I can't says, remember what it was. My dad is angry. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He looks so like calm and collected while they're talking. But he knows his dad. But he knows, he his, knows dad. his dad, and he can tell he's angry. And of course, later they make it clear that he was right. Yes, he's not happy about this whole situation. He even says, "Did you need a whole warship just to come give me a message?" Yeah, he clearly knows. He knows the what's up. Like this, that statement alone tells me he knows what's going on. He before, knows something bad before about to go he has, before uh, yes. Loki, Floki has to tell him. Like he's like, "No, I I know what's going on here." And Floki gives him the bad news. Hey, a bunch of our Danes in Northumbria got slaughtered by the king up there. Even it, is it the daughter, the niece? Sister, yeah, he mentions a woman or something like that. A relation, daughter, no, the niece of the king. The niece of the king, it's his niece, yeah, somebody close to the king, uh, was killed. So it's his brother's daughter, I think. And he says, This is a perfect opportunity for him to like, perfect excuse basically for him to go and get his revenge. He's been looking for an excuse, it sounds like the Vikings have been looking for a opportunity or a reason to like go and invade in Northumbria, maybe even more. Um, and he's been held back, but now there's been an attack. It was during a, you know, bathing time. So it was pretty, you know, without honor. And so this is a perfect excuse for them to get back in the war. So he says, Hey, the King's going back to war. He's commanded all the ships to come back. And, uh, we have the strategist Thor's <laughs> casually say, cool. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. Hopefully you have, you come back alive. Yeah, what people do over there really doesn't concern me on my little fishing village yeah. here. You know, and this is where we find out about okay a few really interesting things. So this is where we find out from Thor's that he's not from here. I think maybe we gathered that from the last episode, but this one like confirms like Thor's is from somewhere else. We knew who's a warrior in the past. Now we know who's a warrior specifically for these Yams Vikings. Mm-hmm. In case he was part of them. Um, is this where we? No, it was later on where we find out he faked his death, right? It's right. It. But, yeah, he he admits that. But too this this scene, he he acknowledges he's not from here. Um, we find out that he he was a deserter. They do mention that here, is, mm-hmm. and that he it was fifteen years ago. He deserted, and that the uh, this is like an unforgivable thing apparently amongst among at least amongst Yom's Vikings, and um, the if he joins, they're willing to forgive all the last 15 years of, you know, being a deserter and that, you know, you're more than welcome to, you know, basically you get, you get your honor back, you get your dignity back. You're so pardoned. He's, he's trying to give him a promise. So he makes it, he makes that part of the deal with him. He obviously gives a threat. The threat is, if you don't, we're going to destroy the village. I don't think he says that explicitly. Thor sort of intimates, intimates hinted, that later. Right, it's hinted. Yeah. And then, um, the other thing is that is his kind of like renunciation of war is sort of evident here. Like I was saying, like his blacksmith thing is him trying to get away from killing people for a living, and he doesn't want to do that anymore. And here he is being presented with, you know, here's your opportunity to come back to war, and you can get your honor and all that stuff back. And then uh, his... Uh, well, okay, sorry. The other thing I was going to mention, so that's all good and well. The thing I wanted to kind of 
ponder about, I guess, is he says, I'm here at the ends of the earth or the edge of the earth yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And it's not clear. Thor doesn't seem so, so surprised that he's been found. Now, like I said, later on, we find out that he faked his death to try and get away. And what I'm curious is, so how does anybody know he's here? It doesn't seem like he's like in Probably hiding. Probably Hafton. <laughs> That's oh, my maybe. guess. My guess is Hafton ratted him out. He does seem like a fishy character. Yeah. Yeah, Could but be it, wrong, it, but it, it seems like he's pretty greedy to take over his region, and he's the only thing standing in his way. Doesn't seem like anybody in that village really knows his past, so I don't know how anybody else really would. Because that, that he is, probably if he's if he has a name like Thoris the troll, yeah. he has a reputation, and people know what he looks like and can describe him. And if anybody sees him fight or sees him with his shirt off, it wouldn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, hey, you know what? This guy has the physical characteristics of this hero I've heard in fables. I bet he's him. Hmm. Oh, that's right. I forgot they ca- he calls him the hero. Later if on he's a hero, that means that there's songs about him. They tell stories around campfires about him. Like, okay, but, but that doesn't mean... What I'm saying is like... Norse clearly, people know who he is. Clearly the people in the village don't actually know. Yeah. The kids and stuff like that, They have all they have is rumors at best. He, he probably just keeps keeps things close to the chest. Tries to make himself yeah, seem less what, what threatening I'm than like, he is. It's not like he's famous. Like he, and if, even if he is famous somewhere else, we're talking about an era where fame doesn't exactly spread like it does now. But my point is, like, he came to this village to try and get away from like that life, but he's discovered anyway, and doesn't seem that surprised about it. He's certainly a changed man. So, yeah, you know, uh, we'll get into this as he deals with Thorfinn, but. Um, He's definitely changed, and you can tell by this conversation, he's not giddy for war like most Vikings are. He's not anticipating, you know, the glory of battle Mm -hmm. or anything like that. He doesn't want to go. Yeah. And here, Floki says, it's not really that simple that you don't want to go, that, that, you know, good luck. It's actually the king's called everybody. And he keeps saying um, the king and the leader, and they had two different names. So, like, is Sigvald, I think, was his leader. And the king was named something that was hard for me to pronounce. It was like S-E-W-N-Y or something like that. I'll have to look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I don't know how many like tiers of command there are in these Viking uh, chieftains and how it works. But he's part of these Yom's Vikings and they're certainly top tier, S tier, you know, warriors. And they they were doing their raiding stuff. And now the kings called them to be part of this army this Danish army and this army is going to come together and they're all going to go raid into Northumbria. They're yeah. going to war. And he tells him like, if you don't come, then I don't like, I've not obeyed my orders and like, it's disgrace. And like, I'm not going to like, basically I'm not going to let that happen. Sweden. So they kind of, they, like they, Sweden? they, Sweden? they also show the kids, um, they're eavesdropping and the, the uh, what's his name? Floki like mentions something like, Oh, he mentions the village. Right. And all the kids in the eavesdropping, they're they like take off. So they're all excited because they think they're going to war. Yeah, war. It's my first war, is what they say. Yeah. And then the scene kind of cuts to... Basically, the next scene is them taking off. Is that Well, okay. They show the the various soldiers lined up. As he's talking about the village, they show the rest of these like soldiers lined up around the village. Like, they're ready for the command. They're and like, well, they're freaking. dispersed throughout. Like, throughout. at any moment, they're going to kill all these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very thinly veiled threat here. So, he comes out and he goes, all right, you know. He goes, gets onto his back into the boat. Uh, Loki, Floki does. And he goes... The hero, you know, Thor's the troll, which again, the people in the village are like, 
don't know that that's what he's called. Yeah. And don't know that he's a hero. He last names him too. He says, I forget what his name was. So, it's not Sorensen. It's but Steph, Stephenson. Sonnen. Sonnenson. Sorensen. Something. I don't know. Something along. Thor's the troll is summoned back to war. And, and you know, the king is saying yeah. that he can have one warship. Who among you? It's gonna join him in this glorious battle, and so the yeah. so so Floki kind of like psychologically does this warfare here among the village instead of being like we're here to take Thor from Thor's from you, and if you don't do it, we're gonna kill you all, which would make all the people go no, not Thor's. Yeah, he goes Thor's is coming to join us. Who's who's gonna come join us as well? They go yeah, we wanna go to war. It's so cool, you know. And so I get all the village to be excited to come together. Um, so he says, uh, Charles Char- says Sigvaldi is the leader of the Yom's Vikings. Uh, who work under King Swain, Swain, Swain of Denmark. Swain. I'm guessing it's probably Swain. Yeah. And Thor's used to be a captain under Sigvaldi. So uh, here he's been summoned, and the reason he was summoned is because they know he's a good warrior. They know he deserted, and they don't forgive deserters. This is an opportunity to get his glory back, and he was sent with a full warship to make sure Thor's yeah. comes back. So, the, so they, they, the villagers make ready here and you get this really interesting contrast with all of the like the, all these next several scenes are actually very telling so number one you have a bunch of the young guys who are like all excited mm-hmm. you have the old guys like how many decades it's been like going to war is this they're pumped they're pumped about it and Thor's is just hanging his yeah, head yeah Thor's is hanging his head he's like not stoked about it and I I want to give a comment here because this is so <laughs> so interesting to me so when it comes to war specifically you have people who've experienced it and those and 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 those who haven't. And on the one hand, you've got we we perfectly understand, I think, uh Thor's position, which is I've seen battle before. Killing for a living isn't something I want to do. Like it's it's War gruesome, it's horrific. Yeah. Um World War One is a great example. So we were actually talking about this the other day. There's a couple of there one famous author in particular who came out of World War One wrote a bunch of really interesting books. One of them he wrote is Grief Observer, which actually has something to do with World War One. But it's just really brutal horrible kind of thing and the people who come out of that are not stoked like they understand what war is and they don't like or want to go to war for war's sake like the excitement of battle is not the thing for them anymore Mm -hmm. the i'll do what it takes to defend you know my country or freedom or whatever like values and principles are usually more fortified like they're actually more willing to have to do what it takes in order to defend you know from evils abroad or whatever it may be but on the converse you have a like an attitude towards war that's realistic which is like when necessary yes but war's hell but it's actually hell it'll mess you up it'll mess your body up it'll mess your villages up it'll mess your family line like it'll mess all kinds of things up and so thor's having been in combat understands probably this like what war means but i think there's something else going on which thor's actually understands that like he's going under yeah, not me blackmail what's the he's, he's going under threat of, of, of violence himself so even whether or not he believes it's thing extortion <laughs> yeah he's being extorted like he in his case like he understands like this isn't about whether or not war is even glory it's actually about whether or not or how we're being coerced would you into like going. us to destroy your only home no then come with us yeah and so he's obviously not excited about it. now on the other hand you have the villagers and they're like, especially the young men are like excited to go to war and excited to like go and fight for something. Okay. The reason I want to bring this up is because there's this thing that happens usually with women around 20 years old <laughs> that see that and they're like, ah, oh, so dumb. Ew. Ah, so, ah, I can't believe. Oh my gosh. I just want to kill people. Ah, ah. And they get, they get, there's they this weird understand. thing. 
and here's the thing is number one if you've ever met a little boy any little boy which we get in in uh in thorfinn right you see it in him you see it in all the little kids like pretending to go to war pretending to go to battle you could have little boys that have never been shown a, a movie one second of violence their a whole video lives. game anything it is just it runs through their veins to want to like fight for something mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, get like physical mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. do stuff. It it is impossible. Like people are always like, "Oh yeah, we have an epidemic of ADHD and look at little boys and keeping them to school." And I'm like, "No, it's because you don't let them move and run around like they're meant to do." And we tell them it's not okay to fight and it's not okay to play rough. And it's like, yeah, they have to. But roughness is like <laughs> what you long for, and it's like literally you're literally made for it as a kid. Like it's just like psychologically, they've shown that if if they don't, if little boys aren't allowed to like play when they're young in a rough way they don't figure out where the lines are yeah and they don't understand they where don't, how to hold back in the right and way they and don't know how to hold back and this is where you get like a generation of like terrible men who have never learned where the lines are at yeah. they never know when to be violent and when to not yeah and, and it, they don't know how to show respect in physical ways it's yes, sort of a big, a big yes, piece of it yeah so they don't know you know that they don't feel like it's okay to stand up and defend people on the other hand there's the opposite where they it's too often they go right to violence they go right to hurting somebody and extorting yeah. power and um, so it, my point my point is saying is like this contrast is really interesting and it's something that I like that we get to watch on the show because it's something that would accurately represent most of human history. Yeah. Some people are really excited about war and it's all the people who have never seen it before. Yeah. And the people who have seen it go, oh man, like this is crazy. And this is even in Viking culture, but this is something that's true across all cultures. Viking culture is very much like war to die on the battlefield, glory, getting into Valhalla, being a being a great warrior and and even all the, the kids even the little girls were playing in the, with the yeah. swords and stuff yeah, I noticed that, yeah. that's their culture which is yeah true to the culture yeah women were just as likely to pick up a sword as men it's very much yeah a, a fighting culture and, and a glorification it was, you, it was fine of battle however even amidst all that you have those who have seen the absolute cost of battle seen their friends killed see, seen People limbs get, get chopped their, off mm-hmm. yeah and they go uh war is hell and this is one of the great themes of uh, attack on titan which we've watched through and now you're kind of seeing a little bit of that in this show even though they're glorifying the viking culture they're glorifying the, the warfare you've got guys who have seen it and they go war is hell yeah so all right so we get back to another battle foe battle with the kids right i think it's the next cut mm-hmm. and this time like well one more thing before that what just just to set it up it's um the young guys are talking and they go, I can't believe there's another That's war. Right. Yep. I'm so excited. Do you think they'll take me? Right. Cause they all want to be, they want to feel valued. They want to feel like they have a purpose and a reason in their life. They don't need validated. And they're joking with the other. Oh, they're not going to take you. You're too weak. They only take the strong guys. Yeah. And, and, and Thorfinn is hearing this. I got to be strong if I want to go. Right. And then he hears one of the older guys say, you never, never killed anybody. Have you? Well, you gotta you gotta kill somebody if you wanna you know be a good warrior you know and he's hearing this I gotta I gotta kill somebody I gotta be strong this is what it takes to be valued right and um, they run into the uh, the Jormsgard and or the Jorms Vikings and you can tell there's a big difference between this, the these size young men is massive. and these like hulking warriors but uh, yeah. <laughs> but Thorfinn he goes back to fighting he goes back to playing the game but it's not a game for him anymore. He wants to be strong. He wants to be worthy. He wants to be a good warrior because otherwise he's not going to go. Be, he's not going to get to go into the war. So what is he doing? He's not just playing anymore. He's going to prove himself. He's fighting for real, and so he's hitting people too hard. He's throwing off blows. He's he's not the first. He's one refusing dead. to die when he gets hit in the back. They hit him with like the spear, yeah, and he like won't go down. He like knocks. He like knocks he's the girl in the face. In the face. Then, yeah. 
And eventually they stab him in the spear. He turns around and knocks the guy away. And you're like, what the heck? Thorfinn, you're dead. And he knocks that sword away too, you know? And you can tell, like, they're all playing a game. He's not playing a game anymore. He wants to be strong. He wants to be a warrior. He's bleeding from his nose. He's learning how to be tough because he sees the only way in his eyes to get the things he wants is to become stronger, is to become this warrior, is to become this hardened battle, you know, battle kid who's going to turn into a young man. And that young man gets to go to war and be valued. And we see the 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 split here in the episode last episode we saw you know this um thor's and his his dream he's longing for this peaceful land where he could settle down have a family and not have the fighting and you have the dream of a young boy thorfinn he goes all i want to do is go to war and to fight and explore and kill people because that's what everybody who i love has done and these these dreams are at a why they've teed off on the roads and they're very different father and son here um, so Thor, Thorfinn runs back home and he throws his sword on the ground because he's mad, right? <laughs> it's just a stupid wooden sword and it doesn't work, you know? And uh, his sister goes, uh, Yeah, I'll throw it away. Yul- but I can't throw Yulva? your cap on the ground. Right, Yulva? Uh, Yulva, yeah. That sounds Yulva. Yeah, she she goes, goes, Yulva, yeah. yeah. I'll throw this thing away if you don't pick it up. He goes, Fine. I don't want it anyways. I don't want a toy. And he goes into the other room. He goes into the other He's room. He's like, where are our weapons? Because one of the young warriors was showing off his dad's armor that he just yeah, gave him. The right. family armor that had been. He said, his dad said, take care of that. It's been with us since my grandfather's time. Yeah. So either he's never used it or... They're all just really bad, bad A warriors, you know? You know, the grandfather might have been very successful. Who knows? It seems like there's been a time of peace. Well, um, What's-His-Face said, these. I can tell this is a good village. These children have never seen a battle. Floki, yeah, Floki. he said. Yeah. I couldn't think of his name. There's been a time of peace in, yeah. in Iceland, and so they've never seen the horrors of war, which is why they're excited for it. And... Mm. They get they, everyone's getting out the prizes. They're getting out the like the mail, the helmets. All the young boys are showing off. They're, they're dressing up because they want to feel the part, dress up, yeah. right? And and Thorfinn feels left out, so he goes in. Where are the weapons? If only I had a weapon. He I says, keep... "Where are our family's weapons?" Yeah. yeah, and and he goes into the the closet of the yeah. hut, the storage place or whatever. Of course, he finds a big chest. There's always a big chest. Every dad apparently chest of mysteries. This. I need um, to get mine together. Yeah, if you're a man, kids, yeah. apparently the first thing to do is to go get a large, mysterious chest, place it within reach of children, yeah. and then, and then put fill all it with of weapons. your weapons and past life stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe some hard drugs. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking of putting a skull in there, just throw them Maybe off. Maybe a you grenade. Know? A grenade. Yeah, Dude, we got it. We got to prank your kids. We got to. <laughs> we got to put the chest together and just like put a bunch of stuff that looks like it's like your old like war gear or something <laughs> like that to see what they do. <laughs> find it like what is this yeah yeah so he opens he finds the chest he opens the chest and in there are daggers swords armor and he reaches in and it's kind of you can feel this moment is building he grabs the hand of the dagger and he pulls out this this sword this little mini sword right yeah and he has well, it to the sky yeah, large dagger small sword yeah, yeah. to and, him it's a sword because <laughs> he's six you can tell something's happening in his heart was this this was after the scene with his dad Helping the little boy, though. Yes. Oh, that's right. We, we didn't really go. I can't remember. Part, I, I can't we? remember the order. But yeah, yeah, like this. There was the mock battle, and Thorfinn's kids, kicking the absolute crap out of yes. all the kids. And one of the kids' arms is broken. Way too hard, giving people black eyes. And then you see, um, Thor's and another dad, and the kids crying. And he's telling him it's broken. And he's like, "Oh no, this is broken." And so he's wrapping it up, and he's like, "How did this happen?" 
So then the three older kids, who were probably like supposed to be 10-ish, 9, 10, 11 years old, are like, he pisses me off. He's a jerk. Thorfinn did this. He, he fires, never dies. He, he hits too hard and he won't die. And so then Thoris is like, my son did this to you? I promise I'll talk to him. I'm so sorry. And the other dad's like, it's okay. You should be proud of him. He's kicking the butt of kids that are yeah. three or four years older than him. You Take should be a you. proud man. Yeah. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Okay, it's well, dumb. wait a second. No, he says one comment, though, that I actually agree with. Although, he says, I don't disagree entirely, but you're an idiot. <laughs> he says, no, he says... Uh, like he's like, well, I'll go talk to him. He's like, for what? Like it's between it's it's between it, the kids. Oh yeah, it's between the kids. Now here's the thing: is that's the part I'm actually kind of on board with for one reason. Okay, for sure, if your kid steps out of line, for crying out loud, take care of your Please kid. Please discipline your children. But here's the thing: is kids are kids, but they are capable of doing things like apologizing and forgiving and like. Yeah, getting uh, resolving they things. Hurt somebody. Yeah, resolving things. Like obviously they need help. They, they need to be parented because they're kids. But this idea, like it's between, is between kids. In large families, this tends to be the case, right? You can't tattle every little thing. Like, you've got ten brothers and sisters. You can't tattle on every last. Even little if thing. you have two. Even just, just even just like at school, like you got a bunch of kids in the classroom or whatever. It is a life skill to learn how to sort things out and how to like resolve stuff between you and someone else. Yeah. Obviously, adults got to step in. You got to facilitate that. You got to help that. But this idea like it's between the kids, it is actually between the kids because you you know how it is. You're like ten, and you're like pissed your friend or your brother or something like that, and they like say so you're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that doesn't like just because you're just because like an adult made you do something or like when I was in school, I have to like you have to write three compliments for every put down you know and like they, yeah. I remember this kid Chad like we were actually friends but the teachers caught us goofing like we were literally kidding around with each other and he's like oh yeah and he's like call, says something dumb I don't even know what it was but he calls me something or says something dumb and the teacher cash is like oh well you have to here's this, this paper and we're both like we have to work oh, okay. through this conflict resolution I'm like third grade right or something I'm like, like dude I don't care I was, we were not mad nine years old or something I, anyway but like he has to write down like yeah three put ups for each put down right <laughs> Yeah, this is a real thing. This is my elementary school. Yeah. Talk about useless freaking bullcrap pansy freaking I'm definitely stupid. not. This is the epitome of the opposite of the dad, right? We're like, oh, you have to write this thing. And he writes it. So his thing, I'll never forget it. It was so funny. His crappy third grader handwriting, it just says, nice shoes, nice hair, nice shirt. Like, that was it. That was that. Was, and the teacher's like, yeah, okay, that's good. I'm like, as if that resolved anything. Like that did freaking nothing. It's between the kids, right? It's between because yeah, yeah you're kids, but you're human beings, and you know, it's between you, and you're not as mature and not as good at like solving things. But you got to learn how to do it somehow. So when, as soon as he says that, I'm like. We could use a little bit more of that attitude. Don't worry about now, it. Now, like, let yeah. kids be kids. A I definitely have a lot in my classroom. Kids will come up to me because they tell me, tell on each other constantly because they're going, all of them decide to go through that phase at the same time. Yes. And so they'll come up to me like, Evelyn hit me. And I'm like, did you talk to her? No. Why are you talking to me then? Go yeah. talk to her. I don't care. Resolve it amongst yourselves. <laughs> and the other teachers <laughs> are like, Ritzy, you shouldn't say I don't care. And I'm like, but I don't care. Like, I mean, if she's making you bleed, I care. But yes, like, if you're yes. not bleeding, I don't care. Yeah, There's well, definitely the, a line. The point if where she, he if she like, has crossed the line. If she goes like arm, this, yeah. uh, like I don't care. Broken I, arms, broken bones, like, bloody noses. That's where I'm like. If she grabs your throat and wrestles you to the ground, please come tell me. Otherwise, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> like if you don't like being, you know, shoved like that, then say I don't like that. Yes. Yeah. Stand up for yourself. Vocalize your feelings. 
don't come tell an adult for every little thing you know yeah it's either that or they don't say anything and i find a child in the corner crying and i'm like what happened to you and they have like blood (laughs) and i'm like what the heck you know yeah there's definitely a line the other there's no balance i feel like we're we're too too quick like Part of our old generation was like, ah, boys will be boys and let kids get away with murder. Yeah, which right. is ridiculous. Which is wrong. Yeah. And the opposite is like, coddle yeah. to every our kid. Our generation which was is like, yeah. yeah. Oh, never let them something? have emotions. And, and never <laughs> let them like figure out that when someone treats you poorly, that's not the end of the world. You're going to be treated poorly your whole life. And if yes. you, you need to figure out how to be okay with people treating you like trash because you know that you, you've got a family who loves you. Yeah. yeah. You're valuable in society. Right. You've got more than just dumb Billy's opinion down the street. Who cares, yeah. right? You got to figure that out. Freaking Billy. I know. Dude, it's so confusing too as a teacher because they keep changing their minds. You know, I've been doing this for a long time now. And five years ago, it was very like, don't let them play rough. Don't let them do this, that, or the other thing, whatever. And then I think it was like three years ago, I was doing my thing that I have to do every year where I have to go through training that I've gone through 500 times. And this time it was like research has shown recently that rough play is important for the social development of boys. And I was like, could have told you that. What? So now I'm not supposed to stop them from punching each other in the face. Make up your dang minds. Like, what do you want me to do? (laughs) So then I was like, if they come up to me and they're like, he punched me in the shoulder. I'm like, did he hit you hard? No. Then I don't care. Like, I I feel like my my brother and me, we had a unwritten rule. Yeah. And it was, you could never close handed hit. Mm-hmm. So I could never punch him in the face. Yeah, that was a line too far, and if you ever did that, you were in deep trouble. We kind of abided by that with my friends. I think for the most part, like growing up, there was always yeah. some like there was it was similar. Like there was a certain set of like bro code, like uh-huh. just things like you didn't do choking, wrestling, even kicking to the legs and punching to the body was okay, but you didn't yeah. punch in the face. Yeah, and like that even like. Much. Even the girls, because there's always girls like tomboys and stuff that want to play rough and stuff too. It's like, I feel like everybody sort of knew what the code was. Like, and yeah. if you're like, you don't go, go for the hair, you don't intentionally like scratch or bite or things like that. Like, yeah. that's kind of like off limits. But I fought dirty. I'm we sorry. Can... <laughs> I, I would always scratch. So I wasn't strong like them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I would be like, that's it. I'm clawing your freaking eyes out. Yeah. Get off of me. Like, Listen, in a street fight, my dad always used to say, he's like, in a street fight, there are no rules. You do what you I have to. I was Okay. Yeah. My poor brother. Anytime he would like, Outstrength me and wrestle me to the ground. I would literally just claw him because I always had long nails. Yeah, you know? yeah. I <laughs> do. You got to do what you got to do. You have to scream. You had to. You're cheating. When you're younger, dirty. I have nothing else. When you're younger and you're smaller, you have to <laughs> learn how to scrap. Girl. You have to. So what have you done? Um, <laughs> yeah, I had to learn how to outwit my brother. That's how I felt my strategic mind came into play because I was never able to win in a straight, you know, strength versus strength match until I was way older. Yeah. And so for like, he's, he's four years older than me for the majority of my like eight to, I don't know, 17 year old self. It was all about setting traps, creating strategy, yes. like ambushes, ambush. Exactly. Like, you can hit, yeah. you could come up with. Absolutely. So Sometime anyway, I have um, a great story about an ambush, but it's for another time. So we've got, we've got, Thor's, who realizes his son is kind of out of control. He's playing too rough. He's being too crazy. And he, goes, <laughs> he finds him looking at a knife. He finds him with a sword. And, and like, I just love this the so ultimate much. Viking way of telling your son, like, hey, that's dangerous, <sighs> is he walks over and he just clasps Crap. his hand around the blade until he begins to bleed. I know, that was so brilliant. He's like, let me show you what this is for. This makes people bleed. He says, this. <laughs> is for killing people, Thorfinn. Who are you going to kill with mm-hmm. this? He's like, 
The enemy? Yeah, and here is yeah. a classic line, which is epic in Attack on Titan. It's epic in this as well, where he goes, who is the enemy? Who is the enemy? Mm. And he basically prescribes to him, he's like, we, you don't have enemies. Yeah. And honestly, when you're like six... Because you're six, your enemy you is don't really. nap time. At least in this, this kind of situation, he doesn't. Like, you don't have any enemies. He's like, you don't want to do this. You don't go... like This is not a thing that we do. And he's trying to prescribe to him like the opposite of warfare. Now, this is something I also like and think that is kind of the right way to do it, which is... This not need, this needs to going to war, going to going resorting to, to to violence needs to be the actual last resort. Yes, you need to make sure that it is the last thing on the list. That it is the final. That is it is only when absolutely necessary, and not something because it's not something to be enjoyed because it's not enjoyable, and it's not something to you know look forward to because it's miserable and because it's it's going to weigh on your heart and your conscience and your livelihood and so so many other things. So I feel like he's actually trying to instill in him the right. Like, you know, mode of thinking, which is very foreign at this point to yeah. the Viking culture all around him. Everyone's excited to go to war. He's a little boy. He's being impacted. Yeah. He wants to yeah. go to war too. And Thor, and he's there's one guy who's seen it all, who has scars on his body to prove it. And his dream is not war. His dream is a peaceful land where he can be with his family and raise a family, just like all of us. And he's trying to kind of give his son a little piece of that dream. He's trying to give him a little bit of understanding in his little six year old brain. And he goes, you don't have any enemies. Nobody has any enemies. Don't say that. He's not a miniature flock. Oh, no. Thorfinn's a miniature flock? No. no. I need to get away from flock for a minute. Okay, so I'm wrong, Ben. <laughs> flock does have the mentality of a six-year-old, I guess. Is what you're <laughs> True. But he, but he shows him, like, this, is, this costs blood, son. And he's bleeding on the blade. And, and we can see how much of a different person Thor's is now from the warrior he was 15 years ago. Yeah. Because look at last episode. He paid, was it four U's? Eight. Eight U's. He paid eight To save U's a man who was going to die anyway. To save a man and give him a happy death where to he's not going to be tortured. free him so he could die. To talk to him about a dream of one day having peace and being in a happy land together. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal, right? He obviously cares quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Now here he is telling his son, you don't want to go to war. You don't want to fight people. Don't make enemies. Don't go, mm-hmm. you know, think everybody else who's different than you is, a, is someone who's bad. You need to like value life. You need to respect life. You need to appreciate what you have right here. And Thor's is just not going to have it. He goes, you're lying. I don't believe you. And he gets up and he runs off. And and here Thor's is like, man, he walks outside, drops the sword. Continuing to grasp the sword until his wife touches his hand. And then he drops the sword and then she just wraps it around him. And such a powerful scene. Like they're not saying words, but they're actually communicating so much. They're doing the thing other. that you do when you know somebody for a long time. And like yeah. we do this at work, like our kind of our whole crew's been working together for quite a while. It's like you don't have to say the next thing you're gonna do a lot of the times because everybody kind you, you anticipate what each other's gonna try to do. Like mm-hmm. there's just like a all right, do this next, do this next, and we kind of just like you just you don't have to use words. You just do right. <laughs> it's kind of a just a thing happens when you're married. It's starting to happen to me, and Becca. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Random short story. This is really hilarious. It happened at your birthday party of the day. <laughs> you were there. You were another day. I wasn't at my birthday no, party. No, I was saying you were, you were at the table. <laughs> okay. But like, I'm always saying like random sarcastic okay. stuff. And this time I was saying, um, we're sitting around eating dinner. I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta go pay the, pay the piper. Right. Cause I'm just like saying stuff. And what I, 
was going to get up and go do was go get a drink from because John was making drinks or whatever at the table over there. And then um, I like stand up and say this like random mysterious thing has nothing to do with anything. And Becca just looks at me and goes, can you get me a drink too? And I was like, <laughs> woman, you can read my mind now. <laughs> She's like, well, you know, I just figured like it was that or you're going to the bathroom. And it didn't seem like you're going to the bathroom. I was like, this is amazing. And then I can't remember who it was. Misty or somebody else was like, well, eventually... She's like, eventually you won't have to say anything and she'll just know. And I'm like, yeah, I think we're getting You'll there. just stand up and she'll be like, will you get me a drink too? Yeah, <laughs> she'll just know. Anyway, okay, so the end of this episode is, so Thor, Thorfinn runs off. They don't really resolve that, right? No, he just runs off. He looks off to him. Long, the end, really the end of the episode my is, my poor miss, miss Another Viking village boy. is um, torturing, killing this like priest and they talk about how they like hate He's like, oh, we just hate oh, Christians. Yeah, that's right. That's and Lo- uh, Floki's there, and he's like, you guys are, you guys are classless, basically, because they're, yeah, they like. He calls him a name. I forget his name. Um, the we're something with an a. we're at the the uh, camp something. of the of the army. The army is like amassing at this camp. Yeah, we have the there's um, a gathering. The the Oms Vikings are there. They're all decked out, and they're not engaging in the drinking and the carousing. They're disciplined. Yeah, which. Maybe there were people like this, but I feel like this is pretty anti-Viking propaganda right now. Like, like no, like everybody, like you fight hard, you drink hard, you know. But uh, I'm sure there were some disciplined ones. And so they're all disciplined. They're not getting into the to the drinking and the carousing, and they go, "Yeah, we don't like cheap alcohol, right?" And all the rest of these guys are kind of screwing around, and they've got a a, a priest tied to a. a, yeah. a, a, a wall a or something piece of wood wood yeah. and they're like throwing around, axes, at him. axes at him now this is it's, also it's pretty like historical what you do you know when you're in the circus you throw <laughs> knives at people that are tied to a round wooden plank but this isn't for fun in yeah. the sense of like entertaining people with a trained person who's not trying to murder you this is fun for the warriors and not for the priests yeah he's not complicit in this he is yeah. being tortured it's pretty historically so, accurate as well so he gets into this conversation with um, what's the guy's name? Something with an A, right? Floki and he's talking. Started with an A. I, I want to say ankle, but I know that's wrong. But they, anyway, they're sitting down. This is like a this is definitely a closed door kind of meeting, and he's mm-hmm. like, they look like they're both captains under this the yeah. other guy. To yeah, me. and like he's like, okay, so we basically we have an you know we have an agreement, and he's like, I want you to do it, you know, get his warship too or whatever, and they end the episode with, I want you to kill, um, I want you to kill kill, kill Thor's. Thor's, um. So here's the thing. You said this immediately afterwards. Like, oh yeah, they never forgive deserters. And I'm like, sounds about right to me. Mm-hmm. But there's something more, because they could have just ran in there and killed him. If that was the only objective, he could have done it himself. Could have killed the whole village. He doesn't so want to forgive everything. him. There's some kind of politicking happening here. And there's, Floki there's doesn't a want the blood in his hands. He's yeah. hiring this other crew to kill Thoris as he comes the, with his... Uh, the classless guys who are like, yeah, we'll do whatever. My for the guess right is money. that, that um, he's, he's Thor's replacement as captain. And mm. so he feels threatened by the fact that the king requested him or something. Wanted him so badly that he went to the ends of the earth to find him and is willing to forgive and and utilize his skills anyway. Mm. He feels threatened by that and also maybe they were friends and he feels betrayed and tricked. He feels duped, so he's trying to like get revenge. But he doesn't want his relationship with the king to be tarnished. And maybe so his he's, promotion to be tarnished if he yeah, killed another so captain. So he's like using this classless guy who's more of a mindless mercenary to do it for him. That's my guess. Anyway, that's the close of the episode. Um, 
What do you not think? exactly cliffhanger material. None of this really is. Like, it's definitely more intriguing. I'm glad they're like building out the world, but I can just they're, tell like there's a building. little bit of it. We're watching this right one now. a week, but we probably should like realistically we probably should watch about four or five just in one sitting to really get the feel for the show. So it's going slow, but we'll get there. I said they only revealed one major plot point. That's actually two. The plot to kill. Plot to kill Thor's. Thor's is probably a major one as well. Yeah, we're about to do predictions now, okay? I have nothing to fling, so I'm just going to sit. I, yeah, Dang okay. It. I don't have a hat this week. I don't know. I mean, my prediction, so we said this, like, the, the intro in episode one, you don't know what's going on. You're like, oh, look, at there's probably yeah. there's spoilers in here because there always is a stupid anime. What a dumb freaking, listen, I like anime, I like so many things to do. What a dumb freaking thing. They need to freaking stop it. Like, don't put spoilers in the effing intros. <laughs> it's so retarded. I, I hate anyway. It. I hate it. I that think off my chest. My prediction is there will be bloodshed in the next episode. There will be blood. I think that um, Thor, well, Thoris will be will prove to be some sort of superhuman juggernaut warrior that unkillable. refuses to die and save all of the the green warriors that have come with him that don't know anything. It's going to shake them up a little bit and make them less excited about war. Okay. Um, I also predict that Thorfinn is going to be an absolute pain in the ass to his mom <laughs> yes. and make her sad. The intro spoils it. I think we already know. Uh, He's just going to be Thor's pissed. dies forever. But Thor- does, he, does he die this episode? I don't know if Thoris dies or if he just gets carried Very away soon. to war for so long that it's as if he died. No, no, no. He dies. 100%. I think he dies 110%. Well. He really? dies and the village dies. They all die. Every one of them except for Leif. They all die. They're all and, minor characters. Just Leif and Thorfinn survive. I think they're the even only two there is, Yulva. There is, yeah. Okay, she I, can see, I, I don't can think see Yulva's gonna die. She's mm. too sassy. I can see Yulva survive. My point is that for sure mom's dead. We've already established yeah. that. Thor's is as good as Mom's dead, 100%. Mom's a walking ghost. Thor's is, I think Thor's is going to Leif die. is a permanent character. Thorfinn's obviously the main character because the, the intro spoils it. He grows up and he becomes a warrior and the sword that he, the, the, the dagger that was his dad's becomes his weapon that he uses instead of like a sword or whatever. That's it's, all in the freaking intro. It's possible that you, that Thor's does stay a while to train him, but it, it, to me it's obvious he doesn't make it to the yeah. later part of this. I think the whole I mean, show if we're is using be the spoiler the spoiler. The, yeah, based off the, <laughs> the intro. intro as a as a spoiler guide. Thoris is in several battle scenes of the uh intro. Yeah, and we've seen the most of those already. And Thorfinn is with him in a couple of them, I think. Oh. Yeah, I, I could be crazy. Right. I'm not well, sure he dies this episode. I don't think he's gonna die. I don't die think he dies this next episode either. Oh, okay, I'm just okay. saying it happens. It's going to happen. It happens soon. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. I think you're right. I think the time skip is going to happen. And we're going to see. Oh, Hafton, Hafton makes his way into the story or whatever as yes, well later on. For Hafton. sure. I'm just not sure how exactly. He's but... probably going to be summoned to the to the battle as well because all the all the captains are coming together. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this took a turn I wasn't expecting. I thought they were going to like go off and try to find Vinland. And now there's a massive detour happening with this yeah. war. Going to Northumbria. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes me think that like traveling to, to getting to Vinland isn't actually the problem. Like going on the long journey isn't really like the unsolvable thing. But there's more to it. Than the that. unsolvable thing is the politics and the uh, battle in between. I think so. It could mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Could be. That's a smart uh, tip. Skip spoilers in the beginning of episodes. I said that, and you guys are like, "No, we have there's, to watch it." it. There, there is, is, but I feel like you kind of have to experience it to really like, speak it, to the we show. We should just watch it one time and then just skip every time after that. Because I'm like, have. now we're like analyzing the, it. Now we're analyzing. I like it. the song. Yeah, it's a good song. But I could listen to the song on Spotify and just anyway. 
All right, guys. What what's your predictions? What do you want to see us watch next? We want to hear your comments. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment, send us an email if you have a question. We really appreciate you guys' emails. We do. Trying to get back to them uh, as soon as we can. And um, make sure you're here with us, twitch.tv slash beyond the basement. Next week, we're going to be starting at five. It's the following we normally week. Go, six. We normally go live at five. Six. We're going to go live at six. Yes. Okay. 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific say, time. We have a schedule change coming. So uh, make sure you you join us there, and we will see you guys next week. Please hoist your beverage vessels towards the heavens with your mead in them, and we will sail the seas together, my friends. Good night. Good night. Hey, guys. Thanks again for watching and listening to our show, Beyond the Basin Podcast. If you all are enjoying it, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to our show. Check out the description below for links to our awesome Attack and Titan merchandise. And join us live on Sunday nights on Facebook for all of Season 4. And some of our best content is on YouTube, including me. So go ahead and check that out. And lastly, if you guys have any questions or just want to chat with us, please email us at beyondthebasinpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys in the next video.